You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. Still in play. As Delequesta squares it. Surely, Batshuayi! Michi Batshuayi can be the hero for Chelsea. Antonio Conte goes wild. Yes, hello, everybody. What a wonderful way to open the show. Chelsea are, in fact, Premier League champions, as so eloquently put there by Arlo White of NBC Sports. All credit goes to him for the call. And yes, Chelsea are Premier League champions for the second time in three years. I'm John Furlong, Mir Gori here Hi. with you. We've got a wonderful episode planned out for you today. We've got a lot of BPL to talk about. We've got some MLS to talk about as well, as we usually do, to begin the show. But first, man oh man, of all people, Mishi Batshu, well, I was when I when I saw him come on, he came on about the 75th minute, and I said to myself, wouldn't it be awesome if, if Batshuayi was the one who scored this goal? And I was more stunned than happy when he scored that goal, because it was just... It was. It felt like it was just something that was going to be too good to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the Euros, he was fantastic coming off as a sub for Belgium, and you know I think I think he really works well in that system. Like he's a sixth man. There was effectively you know the sixth man of of soccer, so the twelfth man, I guess. Mm-hmm. He he really does a fantastic job of coming in. He's he's a true spark plug, and the fact that he's young also just you know it emphasizes that even more. Um, I think the big thing about Bashwai is going to be. If he can deliver that kind of energy for extended periods of time, I think he can develop into a true star. Because I think right now he's more of just, you know, a uh, a novelty player. He has one very good skill, but doesn't. He's not a complete enough player to be a starting, uh, a, you know, in the starting eleven in a top flight uh, team and a top flight league. You know, I think. I mean, obviously, I think he'd get in the starting eleven in just about any other team in the Premier League. But just right. because Diego Costa is ahead of him. And Antonio Conte didn't give him many looks this season. I know he got an appearance earlier this season. I want to say, I think it was at Swansea back when it was like third or fourth game of the season. He came in late, and he actually ended up, he got the assist on one of on, on a late goal. So he ended up did getting a point. He, he is credited with a point or winning a point for Chelsea this season. And then obviously this one, with yeah. this one, this which the was the biggest, yeah, the biggest of all. As I said, Conte didn't give him many looks, but he gave him a look in... He gave him the start in the FA Cup semifinal, which was a bizarre choice, but it all worked out in the end considering Diego Costa came on and they just – him and Diego Costa and Eden Hazard came on and ran rampant around that Spurs defense who were tired after after about 65 minutes. It was it was, it was was a tactical masterstroke from Antonio Conte, yeah, because and, this, and this was as well. Bushwa is the kind of player you deploy when other people are tired, and so he effectively is, is, is for that specific reason, and that's why he does so well. And because he's, I think, 21-22 now, I, I remember – in the summer, I think he was 21. Um, I think he's 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 at that point that he's going to start developing, and by the time he's 24, 25, barring injury, I think we could be seeing somebody who will be, uh, you know, a main per, uh, a main player for Chelsea and just one of their best scoring options. I think as of right now, he's young, so obviously he's more of the spark plug, but over time, especially Costa leaving this summer most likely, he's going to be given a lot more time. We'll talk about Costa more in a second because that's a very interesting topic that I want to get into because it's very, um, it's it's something that I'm, I'm kind of confused about because I wouldn't know, I don't know why he would want to leave in the summer. I know that Chelsea kind of wants him to stay. It's something that I, I've heard a lot of rumors about, but him, Diego Costa himself hasn't really come out and said anything about it. It's an interesting topic. We'll get to that in just a little bit, very, very shortly, actually. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking MLS, 
NYCFC drew 1-1 with Dallas, or excuse me, with FC Dallas, not Dallas FC. It's they put it backwards down there in Dallas. They won, or excuse me, they drew 1-1 on Sunday. The Red Bulls, meanwhile, the Red Bulls, meanwhile, are, are they're struggling recently. It's 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 a fa- it's it's hard not to ign- it's hard to ignore their struggles right now. I mean, they've got a negative six goal differential. They're on 16 points, which is one behind NYCFC, but they've also got two games in hand. So they I, could they could be as me, as much as seven points behind NYCFC when the schedule balances itself out. I mean, this past season, how they did in the playoffs, I think just it was so crippling, and and because of that, I I think it, it it's left this bad mark on the team. And and it, in fact, in general, they have always kind of underperformed. And so I think this last uh, this past playoffs was just kind of it, it broke the 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 you know their backs and. I'm just a little worried about Red Bulls going forward. I I think I think there needs to be, as I said, like this past fall, uh, there needs to be a change of just management. I I think there really needs, you know, from top to bottom, just to change up. I think it's all psychological. I think the players are decent. I think management is decent. I think coaching is decent. I think ownership is decent. But for whatever reason, the co- the combination of all those pieces does not equate to a a strong-willed team. Uh, they they you know. Going forward, they have they have talent. They have some players coming up, but my main concern is they don't have the culture or the psychological or the mental makeup, whatever you want to call it, uh, to bring in star players that they they need, no, and also to develop the young talent that they have. They've had a couple. I mean, Dax McCarty was a star. I mean, he was the club captain and he was beloved. Sasha Kleshton as well. But the loss of Dax McCarty, I mean, that was just a bizarre trade over the summer. We talked about it at the beginning of this season when we did our MLS preview show a couple months ago. It was just such a bizarre trade, and they really didn't get much back for him. They got 400 k in allocation money, which in the MLS, yes, is valuable, but it's it was it was a bizarre trade. And you might they, they, I'm not going to say it's just because of the trade but you've got to you've got to take a look at that trade and think maybe that's where this Red Bull franchise has started to go downhill a little bit. Yeah, it's because, a shame because they've they've been at the top of their game for 5-10 years now. Because be, yeah, exactly because with with McCarty they had this level of stability where they consistently underperformed as contenders but they still were contenders. And now they've lost McCarty and so there's this this hole in the middle of their their leadership group that basically isn't able to at least get them through the regular season. So now they're struggling in the regular season and they're struggling in the postseason. And personally, I think he was a bit of a scapegoat that they used to say, well, we're going to be better off this year without him. And I think because of that, and and also I think they're looking to rebuild slightly. Yeah. And I think... They're getting old as well. Yeah, but I think going going forward, people are going to realize that McCarty actually was not to shouldn't have taken as much blame as he did for that meltdown this past season. What they they're kind of remind me of the New York Rangers right now. They've got a core of players who are good but just haven't really performed as well as they could and should in the playoffs. Is this lung quest you're maybe referring to? I don't no, know much about hockey. No, that's so. fair. I just think that like just in general them as a team, oh, okay. they're set up. They've got a good a good balance of young talent and older veterans who they traded a lot to get. And it's not really, I mean, they've fallen short of the Stanley Cup many, many years. I mean, they made one back in 2014, but that's the only one they made, and they were completely outplayed by the LA Kings. So you've got to take a look at this core of players in both the, for both the Red Bulls and the Rangers. You've got, to, you've got to think about how much farther can they get with this group of players. And for the Red Bulls, going, going down the soccer route, this isn't, this isn't the 5-on-3 podcast just yet. We, think, can, we can start the 5-on-3 podcast. I think the big thing is 
you look at a team like Chelsea last year, mm-hmm. has the talent, but the pieces didn't fit. There's a meltdown in the season. Mourinho, you know, in a sense, tanks the season just by his his personality, not his personality, but his antics. And they bring in a str- the the team brings a strong-willed coach manager like Antonio Conte, and changes the mindset of the team. And suddenly they're doing better. I don't think this team actually on paper is better than last year's. I think it's slightly worse because I think everybody's older. And but I think that because of Chelsea has all you know, such a strong figure in that locker room to, 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 to settle everyone down and to, to bring everybody together. I think that is what a, a team like Red Bulls needs. They need just a personality, whether it be a player or a manager or an owner or a coach, whatever it be that brings them together and at least provides them some structure going forward, like a three to five year plan where, you know what, guys, we're going to advance every round, but we're going to do it slowly. You know, so we have this this five point plan, and they're going to evolve from it. That's so, in Instead sports. That's this, so hard to do in sports, though. I mean, in business no, plans I, like that course, work, but that's course. so hard no, no, to no, do no, in no. sports. Of, of course, but at least there's some clear understanding of where to go. Yeah. The Red Bulls for the last six years have been like, oh, well, we failed in the postseason. We'll try next year. And this kind of mindset never works. It doesn't work for in college football, like for teams like you know the University of Oklahoma, Florida State. You know, teams that consistently well, Florida work. State won a national championship. I, well, but I'm, I'm referring to the Bobby Bowden years where okay, you know, gotcha, they, gotcha. they had a really nice start. That's, and that's then, a very good point. You know, they just they just stayed there. Mourinho was kind of like this example where you're great for one year and then you melt down the next year. And I think that that's exactly what's happening with Red Bulls this year is that they had a pretty good season last year, even though they didn't win. And this year they've lost their key player and, and they're kind of going through a, a rebuild. And I think that what they need now is a personality or some guidance or some mentorship to provide some structure to the overall organization. No, I think you're 100% right, Mir. That's a great great analysis on the Red Bulls. NYCFC, meanwhile, they drew 1-1 with FC Dallas. As I mentioned, New York Red Bulls, they lost to LA Galaxy on Sunday. Both teams played on Sunday on the road. NYCFC, they're right now 17 points. They've got a plus-7 goal differential, and they've only played 10 games. So they are they do have two games in hand on Toronto who's played 12 and Columbus who's played 12. Orlando has also played 10 and they're two points ahead of NYCFC. NYCFC there we'll touch a little bit upon them. They've they've gone their season's gone pretty much how it's expected to be. They're they're having some growing pains here and there. Their younger players are still finding their way. They're, a player like Lampard would have been perfect to get themselves through the beginning of the season, but Lampard moved on, unfortunately. We talked again a couple months ago about how big of a loss that was for the franchise. And exactly. I mean, Frank Lampard, obviously, last year wasn't a great player on the world stage. You wouldn't pick him in your starting 11 in, in, in Europe, but you no. would in the MLS because at least he has that character and that charisma and that experience and again going back to the Red Bulls you need a player like that I think NYCFC needs that kind of player and I I really think that Villa is going to turn into that player he really wasn't that kind of guy at Barcelona and that's why he flamed out on top of him breaking his leg uh, in fact, Spain's World Cup team, I personally thought, was w- the 2010 team, although obviously, you know, they won the final and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually a much better team than their 08 team, the 2012 team. And many people believe that their 2012 team was actually better. I think that 2010 team was so great because Villa has the potential to be a, a, a true leader of a team. Here's the major difference between the 2012 and, tw- 2012 and 2010 uh, national teams for Spain, obviously. Puyol. 2012. <laughs> no, not, not, excuse me, not just Puyol. I wasn't going that direction. I was going the direction of that Spain had to play 
with a basically a four six formation in twenty twelve. Like they had no outnumbered striker. They I think they played Fabregas at striker in one of those games. He's not a striker. He's a central midfielder. But back in his back in the, a couple years a few years ago, like four or five years ago, yeah, he could play more as a striker if you and, really and, needed him to. But not obviously not anymore. The current iteration of Fabregas definitely not. And don't forget about Torres. Also, at that point, he was already kind of having his I don't know getting lost, losing his form. Well, you know? no, he and, he had found he had, well, he was losing his form. Back in 2010, people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you're saying yeah, in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but at least you brought him in into that final, and he put the nail in the coffin. Unfortunately, yeah. to my Italia, you know, yeah. which was a little uh, unnerving for yeah, me. It was to a four 0 loss. Yeah, but you know, at, at least they had this system where their midfield was so strong and so complete and full of a bunch of leaders that they could overcome the loss of of uh, of. of I'm I'm blanking on his name right now. Villa, Villa on, yes. on Villa having his broken leg and not being able to play in the world in the Euro finals or just in general in the Euros. I, I think a player like Villa is going to be obviously he's already very important for NYCFC, but I think going forward he can be more of a leader. And I really would love if Andrea Pirlo would make more of an effort yeah. to be part of the team. I find it a, as much as I understand Northern Italians, you know, I'm, I'm Southern, so I, I, I know how the Northern Italians are. They're very much to themselves, which is fine. They're much more about productivity. And when they can't produce, they kind of just, you know, kind of deflate. In fact, a lot of Northern European players, have, have Northern, Northern Italian, Italian players yeah. have shown that they have shorter careers. But the big thing, whenever they lose their productivity, but the thing is Andrea Pirlo at least can make an impact on that team just being a leader, you know? Yeah. And, and and he has the face of a coach to me. And his, his I mean, he is known as il maestro because he was, such a, he was such a magician on the field. And because of that, I think he can still at least be a decent assistant coach on that team even though he's a player. So you're suggesting he retire and become a coach for the team? No, I'm just saying this season, he, you know, he be can be like a coach. de facto coach. He's like the yeah. Nick Collison of the Thunder, Kendrick Perkins, no, you that's know, no, that's uh, no, that's definitely James fair. Jones for the Cavs. You know, one of those yeah. kind of guys. No, I mean, let's be honest. He's got to do something. I mean, the the what he's doing right now really isn't working it's out either for him. I it's think. very unprofessional. I mean, even when he got, even ever since he's gotten there, I mean, he's been very lackadaisical and this and that. hasn't really given it his full effort. But now, I mean, he's not even getting a chance because the because Vieira doesn't want to put him in the lineup, and honestly, for good reason. I mean, there's there's been and a, they need to build. You know, they they they've lost Lampard. They need to build an identity, exactly. and they can't build it around. Uh, uh, such an experienced and legendary player like Pirlo, who's leaving and doesn't care. It's gonna show. It's it looks bad for the younger players. Exactly. And and also it just looks bad because you know just the fact that the you know the 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 Spanish god you know can't can't carry the team and everyone looks at him doing well and Andrea doing nothing. It's gonna create tension for, between V and Puyol. Unfortunately, or, uh, and, and Pirlo. Yeah. Unfortunately, no beat writers this week. Christian was unavailable, and Brendan O'Connell for the Red Bulls was unavailable. Hopefully, be able to get at least one of them. I love that week. Brendan on. Yeah, no, I would I would love to have I him on Brendan. as well. He's not he hasn't been on yet this season. Don't follow him on Twitter, by the way. He has the worst takes of anybody on the staff. Just 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 don't do it. You'll 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 regret it <laughs> if you do. All right. Time to talk BPL. We're about halfway through the show here. We already teased it in the first segment. We'll talk BPL. And I just wanna I just wanna play this here. This is from our October tenth show. This is my good friend Mir Gori oh, making no, a no, prediction no, no. about Chelsea. No. And then finally Chelsea, top four, no? No, 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 no. no, no. Right. I, I, I don't even think they're going to be top six. Quick rapid <laughs> Ooh, fire. Before. Not even top wow. six. Who else sneaks in there? Crystal Palace? I think. I mean, I think Everton's going to get fifth. <laughs> Mir, 
They're seventh or eighth. Mir. They're seventh or eighth. Mir. They're you thought they eighth. were gonna finish behind. Christian is right. Who else were they gonna finish behind? Who's gonna who's gonna beat them this season? I mean, I will give you credit. At the time, they were tied for seventh place. They had a very rough start to the season. That was a couple weeks after they just got blown out by Arsenal. But Mir. Hey man, I didn't. Mir. Th- I didn't think. I didn't think Kante was gonna be able to gel with the team as quickly. I I knew he was great, but I I didn't think he was gonna be able to gel. Uh, with with his teammates as quickly, I I've always kind of really not liked Fabregas. I don't think he's as I didn't like him either before this. I don't season. think he's much of a team player as people might want to. I think. agree. In, in fact, that's why kind of they kicked, they booted him out of Barcelona, even though he was like he's built perfectly for that midfield. He never gelled because he's you know it's like LeBron says, fit in and fit out. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know Costa is just such a. Indiv- it's fine being an individual. He's mercurial, but he, is yeah, what he is. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not even just that. It's just like you know, he just doesn't care. You know, he no. he doesn't care. He's a front runner, and it bothers me a lot. And then Mourinho, of course, you know, the combination just you know stirred the pot really hard. And I really thought, you know, Conte, they were they were going to need another year to build. I, yeah, I thought Conte was going to come in and blow the team up because he should. You know. Give a few of them spankings that they deserve. You know, honestly, like sometimes I watch Costa and I'm like, "You are 28 years old. Yeah, act like a man." Seriously. You know, like he he really. Acts I'm a like Chelsea he, fan and I get frustrated. I mean, with he him. acts so petulant, and I mean, I'm 22. I shouldn't be calling out a 20 year old manhood, but I'm I'm gonna say it. Like, he should be a lot more professional at, at the very least. And you know what? It's great that Conte came in, and he's had moments this season where he had to reel Costa in, and you know. To, to refer to your transfer rumors that you've been hearing about about mm-hmm. him going to China and I think he's going to end up going, I think that in a way Costa used that as ammo against Conte because I think Costa doesn't like being handled. I mean, duh. I mean, he's yeah, Diego he Costa. Yeah, he doesn't like being handled yeah. and Conte is the classic Southern Italian who loves to put his arm around your shoulder and say, look, I know I have experience. Let me guide you. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Costa who has... Diego Simeone giving him a punch him on the arm, saying like, "Yeah, bro, you go." You know, like he likes that. Yeah. You know, he likes Simeone like leading you on, yelling at you, headbutting you. You know, like like cheering you on. You know, the the classic. You know, at the end of a touchdown, you know, in football. Yeah. You know, like they 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 bump shoulders. You know, that kind of coach. He doesn't like the coach who's more of a, I wouldn't say father figure, but you know, kind of like that uncle figure. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I was really surprised that they got it together. I'm. I think. To be brutally honest, that's that thirteen game stretch really helped y'all out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the reason why they won the league this yeah, year is because yeah, of mean, that thirteen game win exactly. streak. I mean, and from they were they were unbeaten and untied from September twenty fourth until January second. I mean, that's where they won the league right there. That's a full that's almost that's October, November, December. That's like three and a half, four months there. Where and they I were also unbeaten. think, you know, I thought Conte was just a great and a future legendary Italian coach. But I realize now that he's actually probably the second best manager, if not, I, I wouldn't say the best manager in the world, but second best after Diego Simeone. I think Simeone, Simeone. is a total god. And I would put him behind Zidane. I would put first. I would put Simeone really? second. Look at what Zidane has done. I mean, I know, I know it's just he's I know, got all those players. I know he's got all those players. But there were there are a lot of managers who wouldn't look at the players that Pep Guardiola had at Bayern last year. Look at the players that Pep Guardiola like has Pep. at Bayern now or has at, at Man City now. Yeah. It, it takes a special manager to constantly get oh, the I best you out of oh, your okay, best yes. players, and that's what Ronaldo's been on fire. I mean, he you, people forget how many injuries Real Madrid have had this season, and they're still on top form. I mean, that just I. I 
I think, honestly, I don't even know if it's right to call Zidane underrated because he's one of the greatest players of all time. I think he is and underrated. Uh, yeah. he, he honestly is a little underrated. Far. Yeah, because people He doesn't just... get talked about as much because, enough. Because when you think of Zidane, you think of the player. Yeah. You know, and you also think he's young. So it's almost like uh, Eric Spolster with the Heat when LeBron yeah. was there. It was just like, oh, is he really that great? Or is he just, you know, kind of just there, there, you know, like there filling in the, the players, role, you yeah. know? And like Tyron Lue at the Cavs in a sense. Um, I think the the big thing to take away, though, from, from the BPL this season is if Chelsea... Conte could have built a dynasty at Juventus. Mm-hmm. But if if Chelsea can get some interesting players in this transfer window, I think Conte can go on a run, and it's going to be a run where he battles it out with Klopp if Klopp can get some sort of funding to get players. Yeah. And I, I, I really think Mourinho's got one more year left. I, I don't. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to last. I think. I think his personality is lo- just like he's always. He's always. He's basically Chicken Little at this point. He's always saying the sky <laughs> is falling. He's always saying, "Oh, look at how many games we've had to play." Oh, I, it's fine. I, we, we're fine with the Europa League. If if it gets us into the Champions League, it's fine. When he said four years ago that it'd be a disappointment to win the champ to win the Europa League, like that's it's just it's his antics are growing old. And if I'm it's like- a, thank God he's not Chelsea manager anymore because his antics last year, even before the team started playing as poorly as they did, I was just so frustrated. The antic that I was most frustrated with is that he when he yelled. At the uh, Eva Carniero, the, the the trainer, the trainer for that going on the pitch. That was it. That really was showed you who he is when it comes down to it. He likes to take. It's never his fault. He likes to always find somebody else to blame. He's the special one. He never. Nothing I is mean, ever when you wrong. Call for yourself him. that. I gotta be honest. Unless if you're you're Zlatan, that guy's backed it up it's, in, in ways that no, are that, un- that is insane. True. Like I, I, his arrogance is warranted. The interesting thing with Mourinho is if you, and I know it's hard to say ignore that one championship with Chelsea, but if you just take that year out, he hasn't done. Anything. He hasn't really Since done that, that much. That yeah. Champions League at Inter in twenty in two thousand. He did win a league. T- he did win a league title with Real Madrid at one point, but I mean, I mean that's okay, that's right. that's not that hard. And yeah, he did yeah. win that one league with Chelsea, but they were by far the best team in the league that I'm just year. Saying, so it's in not the like last six years. He's you're right. He's had flameouts with three teams. It's true, because he's still f- effectively flaming out of United. I think he's he's. I think he tanked the Galactico 2 era with with uh, Gonzalo Higuaín, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Carva- uh, Carvajal. Um, I mean, most of those guys are still there, but when they were first getting there, yeah. They, well, no, no I, Higuaín's gone, right? No, I know. But yeah, I'm obviously saying, Higuaín's like, gone. There, but was, I'm just, there was a period of time. I'm saying like Carvajal. Yeah, that, right. There was a period of time, uh, that Real Madrid team, between 2011 and 2013, that they could have been way more competitive against Barcelona. Now, granted, that was an all-time great Barcelona team, but the way in which they were just completely blown out. Yeah. And just the lack of professionalism in a lot of those games between the players yelling at each other, I think... I mean, I I really think Mourinho kind of wasted a couple of Cristiano Ronaldo's years. I agree with and you. And I, I think that going forward, just getting back to Conte and, and, and Chelsea, I, I really think Chelsea's could go on a run. And and, and I think Abramovich is finally stuck, is going to stick with a, a coach. And yes, I think Conte is going to one day coach in Italy again, but, but he's still in his, I think he just turned 50. Yeah. So he's got five years. We'll, probably we'll see what happens. Next year will tell all. I mean, it takes Conte has just been absolutely incredible this year. I mean, that three four three system has just taken the league by storm. 
managers are gonna managers and technical directors are gonna have a summer to figure out how to beat this system. And the blueprint is already kind of there. I mean, Spurs gave him if Spurs had gave him, you were just giving me the five five at the back. I, no, I got a question. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, now I lost my train of thought. Sorry, a lot. you said the Spurs. Said, no, Spurs gave him a run two times this year, and the, the blueprint is there. If you play three, if you play three at the back on your own, you've got to have the players there because Everton tried to play three at the back against Chelsea and they got absolutely destroyed. So you've it's it's a very slippery slope when you play Chelsea. I think the the fact that they won the game against Watford the other night, I mean, I think that really shows how in how good of a manager Conte is because that was a B team side out there and that Watford came to play in that game. I mean, yeah, there were a couple uh, Nathan Ake looked terrible in that game. John Terry scored a goal and then basically gave up a goal at the other end which was just bizarre, but also kind of sums up John Terry's career. When everything when it seems like everything's going great for him like for example, when he was about finally about to win the Champions League, oh wait, he was suspended for the match. He so it's just like it, exa- it. exactly. It's just that's just how it is with John Terry. It's 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 a shame and it's it's I'm glad that he's retiring on top. He deserves it. But it's a shame to see him go out like not really playing as much as, as he usually has. But back to what I was saying earlier, next season will be the tell-all for Antonio Conte and for Chelsea because Chelsea has this incredible track record of not keeping managers for more than two or three seasons. And Conte is a very, very special manager, and he's such a player's coach. But you've got to wonder whether that wears off at some point. If this team starts losing again, maybe that changes everything. Maybe the players don't respond as much to that. But honestly, I think they're very well set up on the field right now. I mean, N'Golo Conte is a, uh, is just an incredible player. Only 28. Or he, turning 28 next year. But he's next a young 28 because yeah, he started exactly. his career. He's like a Didier Drogba. He started his career Beedle, really Beedle yeah, late. Yeah, exactly. Well. They both started their career very late. So he's a young 28 that midfield, I mean, Fabregas is only going to get older. Matic, in my opinion, might be the weakest link on the team as it stands right now. David, but people haven't given David Luiz enough credit. He he is the anchor of that back three, and without him, this back three system does not work. He's basically a sweeper, and he's got two established center backs to the right and to the left of him, and he's free to be his his David Luiz self. And since he has that, that's why he's able to play so well because he has he has the freedom to do basically whatever he wants because he's got two classic traditional defenders to the right and the left of him. It's exactly what Bonucci has at Juventus. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying David Luiz is, is <laughs> Bonucci, but I'm just saying Bonucci's best years were with Conte and his mm-hmm. best performances were with Conte. In fact, this summer and in fact, the, the three, well, I think it was four or five years that he was with Conte when he, uh, Conte was managing Juventus. Conte has a bit of a history of not staying with teams very long and the main reason is he left Juventus because he said, we can't compete on the world stage, and I've ki- I've continually asked Juventus to spend money, and they won't. He left, and I think Juventus got better because they realized what they lost. Yes, one. I think now, that's I, true. I think Allegri's decent, but he is he is good. I mean, he brought him to a Champions League final. Yeah, no, no. I mean, and uh, uh, Milan uh, Allegri was was great, but I I I think he's he's definitely not Conte. But I think you know, with a lot of money, Allegri is effectively Conte with with less money. Yeah, they're, no, they're that's fair. About equal. Um. To address what you're saying, yes, David Luiz has become a fantastic defender because I think he just needed somebody to Best give him year of his career. some exper- some like guidance and somebody he respects. Yes. Because I think David Luiz has all the makings of a great sweeper. He just needs some structure, some development. Yeah. Believe it or not, somebody at the age of 28, he still needed that. And I think he's going to last another five years, just like I think Conte, as you said, a young 20 is going to last a long time. But I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. I know Tottenham doesn't spend money much. And I know they will be losing maybe one of their key players, but they've got four or five decent players on the team. What if they 
spot somebody to convince those five players to stay. You know like who I'm thinking of? Gareth Bale. Yeah, I, I. Gareth Bale's not going to go back to Spurs. If he's going anywhere in England, it's going to be at United. He's not going to go to Spurs. There's no way. There's no I just, way, man. I, he's I just not, think it's he's such not going to go. He's the type of guy who wants to move his career forward. He's not going to take totally a step agree, back. But I just think it's such an It'd endearing, be crazy. like LeBron-ish I know. story. It's like I mean, he was, he was never version. as beloved in Cleveland. I mean, he's a Welsh guy. It's not like he's from London or from North London. You I mean, mean Harry loved in Tottenham, not Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's 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 what I meant. I was yeah. trying to. I got confused with the Gareth Bale there. Yeah. The exactly, I uh, know, really. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... Yeah, but what, what, that'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Deli Alley, Gareth Bale, Erickson. Erickson in the middle. They'd be, that'd be o- a real... Ox be a Chamberlain, real... right, is there as well? No, he's on Arsenal. Or, or, sorry, yeah. uh, I'm thinking of Kyle Walker. I get them mixed up Hung-min, Sung Hun Min is, is there. I mean, like... They got four or five guys. I know. No, they're really nice. We'll see what happens when they move into their new stadium next year, and they've got to play. Now, I thought that was sad. I, it is sad that like they're moving. Really. I'm I'm not really sure why they're moving. A lot of that, actually, a lot of that money is coming from the NFL, believe it or not, because they want the London games to be played at the Tottenham New Stadium and oh, not I Wembley see. anymore. It, they they're going to have like a In kind a sport of, that's dying effectively. But whatever. Yeah, that's yeah another whatever. That's I have you a have question. you can bring the podcast. You can go on the NFL Friday podcast. For you're that. the you're the Chelsea guy. Yes. Do you think Hamas fits in there? That's a great question. I think before this season, I would say yes. I, I would say that's the kind of player we need. If I would have bought two players over the summer, it would have been Rafael Varane to fix the center back uh, yeah. and James Rodriguez. I mean, they're two Real Madrid guys, so they probably wouldn't have both gone to Chelsea, but just in a perfect world, those two guys would have been perfect because of the old system. We needed like a a, a center-attacking mid who could control the game because they, we really didn't have one anymore. Oscar... He he was he he's w- busy trying to get money instead in Chelsea in in, in China. That's, I mean, what I'm saying, what like about. I'm saying before the season, right? That, that I would have much rather have him in that center midfield role really? than Oscar. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you meant you'd rather have Oscar. Oh than no, 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 no. Yeah. I'd run, much rather have Hamas than Oscar in that center midfield role. But now you're not so sure. No, I, where does he where does he fit? He's gonna have to play either right wing or left wing. I mean, he can't play striker, and that's he's playing him in center mid next to Fabregas or Matic or Conte is just too far back for him. He needs to be up more. He needs to be up forward. They don't play with a center attacking mid in the, in this formation. So I love Bashwai, but I don't think he has the power to be an out and out striker. That's and why Conte played him as a right as a right wing in, when he came on. I'm fascinated by the potential of having Bashwai on the right, Hamas in the middle. And then mid or like middle as in center attacking mid, so he brings it up for them. And then on the left side, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but they they could get Alexis Sanchez. Well, I I know there's a lot of I don't think Alexis is leaving anymore. If you would have asked me that in February, I don't February, think Arsenal will let him go. I don't think least. he wants to either. Really? I think he wants to stay now. I really do. I think I regardless of whether or not Wenger stays as manager, I think they should. Uh, I think he's going to stay there. Regardless, I re- I really do. There are a lot of players that you could buy. You see, you're 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 interested in breaking up the the fourth two uh, the three four two one is what you're saying. With the I set. think it needs an evolution because I think they're going to start. F- they, I think after that 13 game win streak, they got figured out a little bit, but they that streak ended up letting Chelsea still win the title. But I think next year will be a little more of a struggle. I agree with and you. I think Conte is creative enough to change up the system. I definitely agree with you. I think I think some sort of evolution is definitely I necessary. Mean, he did that three out of five seasons at Juventus, changing up the formation. So. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a great point, Mir. Mir Gori, great job as always, my friend. Chelsea, our Premier League champions. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.